I'm going to talk about two different things today. <clears throat> one of them is living from faith, and the other one is living with faith. Now, let me tell you the difference as we go, uh, before I ever start, I guess, but you'll see the difference. But, but living from faith means every decision, every action, every reaction, everything happens from faith in Christ. Everything. Your entire life is, is reoriented around Christ. That's living from faith. Now, living with faith is just adding Jesus to your week, right? You go through the week, Monday through Saturday, like, like there is no God, and then Sunday, you add Jesus in. That's living with faith. So we're going to talk about the differences between living from faith, which is real faith, and living with faith, which is false faith. So turn again in your Bibles to Acts chapter 9. We're going to start in, or I'm sorry, Acts chapter 8. We're going to start in verse 9, and we're going to actually read all the way through 25. So it's a long passage. It is up here behind me, so stay with me. A man named Simon had previously practiced sorcery in the city and amazed the Samaritan people while claiming to be somebody great. They all paid attention to him from the least of them to the greatest, and they said, this man is called the great power of God. They were attentive to him because he had amazed them with sorceries for a long time. But when they believed Philip, and he proclaimed the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Even Simon himself believed. And after, he was baptized. He followed Philip everywhere and was amazed as he observed the signs and great miracles that were being performed. When the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. After they went down there, they prayed for them so the Samaritans might receive the Holy Spirit because he had not yet come on any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, so that anyone I lay hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter told him, May your silver be destroyed with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this matter, because your heart is not right before God. Therefore, repent of this wickedness, wickedness of yours and pray to the Lord that if possible, your heart's intent may be forgiven. For I see you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by wickedness. Pray the Lord for me, Simon replied, so that nothing you have said may happen to me. So after they had testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they traveled back to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. So as I said, it's kind of a long passage, but, but I wanted you to get the whole story here. And so let's, let's look first at the context of the story. Um, where we left off, uh, Stephen, the, the, the deacon, was being martyred for his faith. He, he preached that great sermon in, in Acts chapter 7, went through all of the history of the patriarchs and and, and so right at, at the end of chapter 7, first part of chapter 8, Stephen is killed. He's stoned to death, the first martyr for Christian faith. 
And, and just to point it out at this point, it is Saul who is doing this persecution. It is Saul that's holding the coats of the people who stoned Stephen to death. Saul, who we will see in the next chapter, have an encounter with Jesus that changes his life forever. But, but it's Saul at this point. And, and so the church is being persecuted. Saul's leading this mob that, that's persecuting the church. And so the, the church spreads. The church spreads from Jerusalem. They scatter about. Now, how many times in, in Scripture and in history have we seen God use persecution to spread the gospel? It happens consistently. It always Persecution from the outside on a church presses the church out and makes the gospel go further. It gets us out of our comfort zone, frankly, and gets us out where we preach the gospel. And so that's what's happening here. Philip goes to Samaria. And he goes to Samaria and preaches the, the, the gospel to the Samaritans. And he meets there a guy named Simon. Simon's an interesting character. First of all, it says that, that Simon, verse 9 and verse 11, it says that Simon does these sorceries. He's known for sorceries. And, and that word has a very special meaning. It's actually only used, this Greek word is only used in these two places in the entirety of the New Testament. So it's only used here. And so it's talking about something specific. These Samaritans, by the way, and, and it plays into how Simon is. Samaritans are a group of people that they had been overtaken by the Assyrians and had intermarried with Assyrians. And so they were half Hebrew and half Assyrian. And they had lots of gods. So what they did was they added the Jewish God into all of the Assyrian gods. So they just, it's called syncretizing. They, they literally just brought together and added God to what they already believed. And so that's the background for Simon. Here Simon is, and he's, he's got this spiritual power. And so they think, well, it's of God. In fact, notice that it doesn't say he has the power of God. They called him the power of God. They worshiped Simon. They worshiped what Simon could do. As a matter of fact, history tells us that there is a, a Gnostic sect or cult co that called themselves the Simonians because they followed Simon. They believed that Simon was the very power of God. So you have this background of Simon. He, he's, he's in a culture that has lots of different gods. He's got this power which... I mean, our, the enemy of our souls has power in this world too, we know. And so he's got this power that they lay off to God that isn't from God. And so we have Simon who leads this cult and they all, it says, respond to Philip, including Simon. They all respond to Philip. Philip comes and does things in the name of Jesus Christ. He does signs and wonders and miracles. And, and Simon's now following Philip around. Hey, this is cool stuff. He's doing all this cool stuff. And, and the people believed Philip. But was their faith real? 
Or did they add Jesus to what they already believed? Were they living with faith? Or were they living from faith? And we really kind of see the, 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 the answer to that question when we look at how they're receiving the Holy Spirit. Now, Peter and John come, and they lay hands on them, and they receive the Holy Spirit. Here's the thing. Why was this a separate incident from when they came to know Christ through Philip? Why was this separate? Why was there a time delay here? And that's been explained. I can tell you it's caused a lot of controversy through the history. And there are entire faith traditions built on, on the difference here. Because there are, there are several different theories of this. The first one says that they weren't really truly converted under Philip, but they were once Peter and John came and explained things better. So they got the, the Holy Spirit later because they weren't really converted with Philip. Some say that, that God withheld the Holy Spirit so that he could tie them into the, to the church. So Peter and John were the ones giving the Holy Spirit, laying hands on people and, and the Holy Spirit coming on people all through this new church. And so they wanted to connect the Samaritans. God wanted to connect the Samaritans to this new church. And so that's why he did it this way. That doesn't seem right to me. There's, as I said, a, a full uh, faith tradition that says this is how it works, that we come to Christ and then the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a separate gift. It's the second blessing, as it's called in, in, many, in, the, in other faith traditions. The problem with that is that flies in the face of so much other scripture. Ephesians 1.13 tells us that we get the Holy Spirit when we believe. We are given the Holy Spirit when we believe. Romans 8, 9 says if we don't have the Holy Spirit, then we don't belong to Christ. So, so it flies in the face of Scripture to say that it's a second blessing kind of thing. So why this time? Others say that they got the Holy Spirit under Philip, but then received the gifts of the Holy Spirit under when Peter and John came. That flies in the face of what the text clearly says. The text says they didn't get the Holy Spirit until Peter and John came. So you can see why this has caused so much controversy through the, through the ages. I am of the opinion that there's a time difference here because their faith wasn't real yet. Because they had added Jesus to believing in Simon and all the other gods. It wasn't real yet. When Peter and John came their faith became real. And that's when they received the Holy Spirit, when their faith was real. When they, when they went from living with faith in Christ to living from faith in Christ, they received the Holy Spirit. That's, that's what, I, what I believe. But notice the actions of Simon. Simon wants this power. Hey, this laying on the hands of and, and, and people get in the Holy Spirit thing, that's cool. I want that. And so, I'm willing to pay for it. I want, I want to pay you to get this power because this power is cool. This is something that I can, I, I, I can use. Simon has a false faith still. 
he still has a false faith. And, and the text uses money to point this out. It says, uh, but he says uh, that, that Simon wants to buy this, this power. But Peter gets right to the heart of the matter, doesn't he? Peter says, it's not your wallet that's the problem. It's not your desire to, to get paid or to pay us that's the problem. Verse 21 says, you have no part or share in this matter because your heart is not right before God. Simon made a profession of faith. Simon was baptized in the name of Jesus. It tells us that in the text. But Simon did not have a real faith. Simon had added Jesus to, to everything else. Simon was still, if he's, if he's looking for this power to lay hands on people and give them the Holy Spirit, and he's looking to pay for that, what's he trusting? He's trusting what he can do, and he's trusting his wallet. He's not trusting Christ yet. And, and as far as this text tells us, Simon never does. Peter drives right to the heart of the matter. He says, the problem here is not your wallet. The problem is your heart. Your heart is wicked before God. Your heart is wrong. That's the difference between living from faith and living with faith. Living from faith reorients your entire life around Christ. Everything you do, everything you say, every action, every reaction, everything is driven by what Christ would have you do. Living with faith is just living Monday through Saturday like there is no God and adding Jesus to Sunday. Is your faith real? Are you living from faith? Or are you living with faith. Now, I've said this before from this platform, but, but it's, a, it's a principle that I really wish Christians would understand. It's the principle that's behind Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. Both of those programs do not tell you stop drinking, stop doing drugs. What they show you is how to become a non-drinker, how to become a non-drug user. Because it's about being before doing. It's about becoming somebody who doesn't do that anymore. It's about being before doing. And it always is with God. Always. God wants you to be right so that you do right. You can't do enough right to be right. Once you are right with God, once your heart is, is right with God, then your actions and reactions and thoughts and, and, and what you say, everything gets centered around Christ. And so you are right with God, and that causes you to do right. That's what Peter says here. That's what Peter is talking about. You know, some of, the, uh, some of the scariest words in Scripture are from the lips of Jesus in Matthew 7. He, when he says, not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father. There are people who think they're right with God that aren't. There are people that have added Christ 
to their weak, but they're not living from Christ. Scary words. So what Peter leads him to is repentance. Peter says, repent to Simon. He says, pray to the Lord that your heart's intent may be forgiven. Pray to the Lord that your heart's intent may be forgiven. Your, get your heart right with God. It's more proof that, that with God, it's always about being before doing. Always. Get your heart right with God. That'll cause you to do the right thing. Get your heart right with God. Live from faith, not with faith. Have real faith. Do you see the difference in, in, in this passage? Do you see the difference between a, a simple profession of faith that leads to nothing and living from faith, a heart that is repentant and repented towards God, is right with God, is living from a heart that's right with God. Do you see the difference? Because it's, it's a critical difference. It's the difference that Jesus was talking about when he said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. It's the difference he was talking about. It's the heart. Are you living from faith? Or are you living with faith? Is your faith real? It can be this morning. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads. Consider that question. Is my faith real? Because it can be. It's a simple prayer. It's a prayer that's, that, that acknowledges my heart's not right, God. I have sin in my life. I've done things wrong. I've said things wrong. I've thought things wrong. And I know the Bible calls that sin. My heart is not right with you. So I ask you to forgive me for the wickedness of my heart. I ask you to forgive me for my sin. And I ask you to come into my life and empower my life. Empower me with your spirit. Help me to live from faith, not with faith. Take a moment right now and just, just ask God to help you live from faith. Father, it is our desire to reorient our entire life around you, around our Savior, Jesus. Help us to see everything through his eyes. Help us to see our lives from our faith in Christ. For it's in his name we pray. Amen.